everybody. Welcome to another edition of About 30 Minutes, the podcast all about life here in Tuscarawas County. And we have Lacey with us today, who uh, is, and we'll call you an entrepreneur. So yes. businesswoman, <laughs> entrepreneur. So welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thanks now, for having me. Uh, now, your, tell us about your business. Just real quick, sum up your business in like one or two sentences. What okay. Do, what do you got? Lazy Performing Arts Center, where mm -hmm. we teach all styles of dance, including musical theater, singing, um, and we also provide sensory movement classes for special needs children and adults. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit about your qualifications to do this, because if I understand correctly, you've done quite a bit of dancing yourself. I mean, you've, you've done performing. Never. Never? Never. No qualifications. No qualifications. Come on. <laughs> yes, I've danced for years, too long. Okay. Um, started when I was about five, six years old, somewhere mm -hmm. in there, mm -hmm. um, and then danced locally in Dover right. all my life. Was trained by the same instructor. She was phenomenal. She had great connections herself, which led me to my connections in the dance world and entertainment industry. So then when I was about 16, I booked a gig with Aaron Carter. I toured with him on the weekends. Um, and I would go and I would perform at his shows and you could only go to certain, you know, states or certain cities that were in a certain radius because I was underage. Right. So did that for a little bit. That got me a, a nice little um, blip on my resume. Mm -hmm. um, and then I toured with a dance convention for about three years and I was an assistant to some really great names in the industry still. And we Do you want to drop any? Do you want to drop any names? <laughs> um, you won't know them. Okay. Amy Allen. No, no, no. Drop. Uh, <laughs> or wait. <laughs> um, no, she danced for Backstreet Boys, Aaliyah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, she's Usher and Neo's choreographer right now. Oh, okay. Um, but she trained me from age 16 up until about 18, 19. And I moved in with her, actually, um, when I moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So skip ahead, graduate high school. Day after graduation, literally day after I walked, car was packed, pulled out of Speedway here in New Philly, mm -hmm. and hit the road and drove to Los Angeles. Wow. Lived there for three years on and off, worked as a professional dancer, and was in um, a couple films. And then. Do you want to drop any titles? Eagle Eye. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Steven Spielberg film. Okay. Okay, nothing huge. Um, Justin Bieber, I'm in uh -huh. his um, first doc series that they did, or right. documentary movie. Um, and then just on, I was on the scene for, uh, or on set for a couple, just for friends or for mm -hmm. like fill ins. Um, and then I worked with Nick Cannon. I worked with um, Chris Brown for his New Year's Eve show. I did Young Jock. That's a long, <laughs> that's an old one. Um, let's think, uh, Cheetah Girls. I did um, High School Musical. I did, okay, you wanna? I mean, that's, no, I <laughs> so, mean, I, uh, I would definitely Aaron Carter's my bigger one, Justin right. Bieber. Um, my list is longer of the ones I didn't book than the ones I booked. Okay. So give, give me give me one that you didn't do that you kind of look back now and go, uh, maybe I should have. Um, I wish I would have done a. This is totally random. Okay. I wish I would have done a Disney Cruise Line. Disney, I know. Really. Disney is okay. phenomenal with okay. performers, um, and they have so many job opportunities that once you're hooked with them, mm -hmm. you. I mean, you're in the Disney world basically. Yeah. Um, and I turned that down. And I, wow. yeah, I turned that one down, unfortunately. Okay. And that was for the New Year's Eve party with Chris Brown. Oh, my God. But that was still fun. Unbelievable. So how long yeah. were you in L.A.? I mean, how long? I was there for three years. So I would have turned, I was going to be turning 21. Mm -hmm. um, I moved home when I was in my, right in the middle of being 20. Okay. Yep. What brought you back? 
The lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I was young. <laughs> I was really young, and you, I had a lot of fun. I was gonna say you had fun. I had a lot you? of fun. <laughs> I mean, you're young. You're working with those people, and sure. you're. I had. I mean, um, I had a lot of great, great friends that guided me, and mm-hmm. in, in, in a great way. Twitch was one of my good friends. He passed away recently, and he was phenomenal. He was in all my classes. He was always pushing people to be the best they could be, and um, I was in that group of people out there that TV didn't have any dance shows yet. So you think you can dance was just getting started. Uh, okay. um, well, America's Got Talent, right. America's Best Dance Crew. That was all just getting formed. So the entertainment world kind of went berserk all of a sudden when I was just hitting my 20s. And it was just like everybody was out for each other's throats. Sure. Like, we're going to create these crews and then we're going to audition and we're going to be, you know, the next dancer that's going to be huge on TV. and there was a lot more difference behind the scenes than what you see on TV. So it kind yeah. of, the, the atmosphere was changing mm-hmm. and shifting and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't with it. I didn't like it. Wow. I, I wanted to be home. I wanted to do something I thought more meaningful. Um, and that was, I guess, teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, you came home now this, by this time. So this would have been in 2000. It's been 2000. Okay. So 2007, I left. Right. 2010. 2010. And I would have opened my home. studio in 2010 as well. Okay. Shortly after I got home. So so you've opened several studios. Yes. You've done that before. Okay, so yes. how do we get from the very first one you opened to now. where we are now? Yeah. Um, insanity. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. you get... All right. Um, so when I was... In 2010, I would have been 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working with the small business... Um, the SBDC down that's here locally that helps small businesses get up and running um, was Steve Schilling. He was phenomenal. I was his first client, Mm -hmm. his first person that he'd ever worked with here in Tusk. And um, he led me to be able to get my first loan um, with no collateral, no cosigner, no anything. Um, And I opened up a small studio there right in New Philly um, behind Benton Brothers Electric. Oh, so, okay. All right. I, I got you. Yeah. I see where you are. Um, and it was phenomenal. But mm-hmm. we built it all. I mean, we went in there. We renovated the whole place. I painted everything. I laid my own floors with my uncle. I um, I mean, it was a lot. It would flood all the time, and I'd be in there mopping. And, oh. you know, it, it was very bare minimum because I was so young and learning. Right. Um, then three years owning it. It was phenomenal. We were doing great. Um, I ended up, uh, because of life changes, mm-hmm. Um I merged with another studio mm-hmm. um, that was local, and we opened up a brand new studio, and that one went really well as well for another three yeah. years. Right. So um, there's two. Yeah, there's we're, two. We're two. Two, <laughs> we're two right okay. now. All right. By then, I was about 26, um, and during that time, I would still go to LA every summer for about a month to a month and a half, and I would train and train and train, and then I go to New York for two weeks, and then I would train in New York in different studios. Because, you know, East Coast, West Coast are totally different dance styles, sure, sure. different teachers. So for those six years, I was still very um, in in the picture of, of the entertainment world still. Mm-hmm. Um, then I met my husband. Okay. And uh, then I realized that, you know, I wanted to have kids. I wanted yeah. to have a family. And that was a big reason is why I came back to, to um, Tuscross County is you take it for granted when you're a kid. You don't understand it. Right. And even in your early 20s, you take it for granted. You know, there's nothing to do. There's no, you know, big job for me. When the, really there is. There's yeah. so many opportunities for you here. You just don't see it until you go out 
and then you go to different counties and different cities and states, and then you realize, holy moly, yeah. Like, yeah. I got it good. Right. You know, you walk down the street here, people wave at you. They smile at you, you know. They, they you. I'm not kidding. You walk no, down I, in Encino, California. They tell you you don't look at people. Yeah. You don't wave. Yeah. That's that's a that's an issue. Yeah. You keep your head down. You walk where you need to go, and that's right. it. Right. And when they tell Never, you, this, don't make eye contact. No, no <laughs> eye contact. No. You smile at somebody, and they're coming at you. Like they're thinking you're mocking them or something. Oh and that's not a joke. That's Detroit. That's Chicago. That's New York. New York's a little bit friendlier. Yeah. But still, you keep yourself guarded. These streets, you know, in every every little city in this county that you go down, you're, you know, for the most part, you're safe. Yeah. And people are nice, and you can at least smile and walk by them. You're home. You're home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. Oh, sorry, I got off track. Today. No, 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 no. That's okay, because <laughs> so you've got, we're, we're what, two in? We're two, two in. Two, yeah, two in. Two businesses okay, so, in. And then what happens next? Okay, so then I decide I want to uh, own a drive-thru. Okay. I don't know why. So random. So I buy a drive-thru. <laughs> okay. I do that for six months. It don't work. Bye. Yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then I decide, you know, we get pregnant. I decided I just want to take a retirement of dance. I'm done. Maybe I'll stay at home. Right. Be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'll try something different. So I hang up my dance shoes for about five years. And then I lasted for about two months as a stay-at-home mom until I <laughs> tried to sell my kid. Like, no, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I, it's hard. Wow. I know, it's hard. <laughs> I applaud every stay-at-home mom. That is not an easy job. Thank no, you. No, hey, I, believe me. My mom raised myself and my brother, and it was like when I was old enough to go to kindergarten, then she went back out of the workforce. Yeah. You know, that was it. But I, I remember there were many times that she – talked about having herself committed <laughs> absolutely i'm not a stay-at-home mom now and i want to commit myself on an every other day basis yeah. it is a hard gig yeah. being a mom and working or just being a mom in general is a hard right. gig right. um and being a wife it's yeah. hard too you guys are complicated oh. <laughs> now don't no, okay we're not going to get into this, on this oh okay show. sorry we're wrong gonna, podcast no, no no so don't don't you Dare three put businesses. On us. <laughs> three businesses. So, so your drive-through. No, I'm not interested. No, go no, ahead. No, we'll skip that one. Three in. Yeah. Then five-year break. Right. I meet you. I get to work with you. Yes, we work together. We we enjoyed some quality time at the United <laughs> States Postal Service. <laughs> so <laughs> she keeps there's your plug. My there, I don't know <laughs> where it's supposed to go. I'm a newbie to this. That's but okay. There's cameras everywhere. Yes. Okay. So I try other gigs, right? Right. I waitress. I bartend. I work at the post office. I do all these things. Cannot figure out what I want to do. Right. Have my second child. Mm -hmm. Um. 18 months, he gets diagnosed with autism. We learn a whole different world. We, we, our life's turned upside down. Now, just to, to, because this is, this is the, this is really the, the driving force behind it is. your current business. It is. What, what was that like to, to all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, you know, because it seems it's one of those things that you hear a lot of folks say, and you know, I'm, I'm significantly older. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's one of those things that it, it really wasn't talked about, really wasn't that big of an issue. No. When I was growing up here in Tuscarawas County, I got into education and I start realizing this is a real, this is, there's a lot of this happening. Kind of like a pandemic. Right it now. is. I mean, it really and truly is a pandemic. And 
it's so mysterious. It is. And it's so unusual. So what was that like? Um, <clears throat> well, we knew I could tell something was different because mm -hmm. of having them so close. They're 12 months apart in one week. So, I mean, they are Irish twins. They're very close. Right. So watching Jet progress, knowing him waving, him blowing kisses, yes. him looking at me in the eyes all the time. Right. Um, Cash has never been someone not to be touched or hugged. Mm -hmm. Now, some autistic kids are, right. you know, and you can tell it that way. Yes. Some autistic kids will find ways to sensory their brain or calm their brain by rocking right or shaking their hands right so then you can kind of pinpoint it easier mm -hmm. this was more of just like a delay like oh he's really not like blowing kisses to us or waving goodbye not showing any interest yeah. um when he gets in trouble he's not responding to you know a spank on the body or on the bottom or mm -hmm. spank on the hand like he's not responding at all to it so we brought it to the to our um pediatrician mm -hmm. uh dr Burkowski, who's phenomenal mm -hmm. and he was right on it he's like let's take this little test that they have online let's see if he kind of gets on the spectrum okay. and he did um and then then life hits you right and you're going okay my baby there's something wrong with my baby now he's healthy yes but there's something wrong and i don't understand it so then you have to start reading and then you read and then you it scares the crap out of you oh i i imagine <laughs> i mean there's so much we don't know it's a very uneducated um, community, yes. unfortunately. Yes. And I think more people, and I think, I think it's been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that you're hearing about it more because people seem to talk more than they did back then. Right. Um, I think back in the older days, it was more of a shunned thing, and doctors didn't understand it, mm -hmm. and there weren't specialists for it right away. So then they didn't really know what to do, the parents. So right. it was more of just, okay, put him, put that kid to the side. Right. They don't do X, Y, and Z. Right. We don't talk about this, and they'll figure it out. Right. Rather than now, it's very much, there's more, um, there's more things for them now, somewhat. Mm -hmm. there, and there's a lot more studying, and there's a lot more doctors trying to figure it out or trying to figure out how to make it um, more adaptable for them with typical and and you know it's one of those people. situations where uh, you know having been a teacher and having had students yeah. you know with varying degrees being on the spectrum of varying degrees there's always that desire from the parents of i want them to be just like everybody else yeah. and i want them to be treated like everybody else but but do you, you know you know and the teachers know you can't you can't you can no. you can try mm -hmm. to make things work and you can learn to adapt and learn to detect. As a teacher, you can learn to detect, okay, I know I, that, that this could be potentially be a problem or this is something they enjoy or something like that. Yeah. But it's hard. It I mean, is it's hard. a lot of work for everybody involved. Yes. Friends, teachers, family, mm -hmm. everybody. Especially when they're nonverbal. So my yes. son's nonverbal, so he does oh, not okay. speak. Okay. Um, no words at all. Um, and he may be nonverbal his whole life, yeah. or he may be nonverbal until he starts deciding to talk or, yeah. you know, whatnot. He does know some sign language. He's very stubborn and doesn't like to use it. <laughs> um, he's more of a, let me show you and, yeah. you know, direct you. Yes. Um, but he's very, very smart. Right. And that's what you find is a lot of autistic children and adults are almost too smart. Yes. That then it's hard for us to understand it, yes. us typical. Yes. Um, and my whole thing on it, from learning and reading 
and realizing how I treated people maybe or how mm -hmm. I looked at people um, that maybe had a different appearance or a different, you know, kids acting out in the store. Store, Of course, what's your first initial reaction? Well. <laughs> they need beat or they yeah, need. Yeah. Their parents discipline, need to get a hand on that. Yeah, exactly. What a brat. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you watch some videos on YouTube and you look up what an autistic brain goes through, you have four senses. Yes. Okay. You act, of, act them like they're tubes. That, like Act like they're like little tubes that go into your brain. Right. Our brain has four, and they're just plugged right into our brain. Right. Here's a sense, here's a sense, here's a sense, there you go. An autistic's one is all jumbled up like this. Right. Okay? So when they're walking outside, and you may hear a car horn, right? They're hearing everything. They're hearing the leaves rattling along with the car horn, and the lights are brighter because their eye senses are brighter. Their hearing is, is much more in tune. They don't just hear the surround sound. They hear right. everything. everything. Every last when thing. they look at a tree and you look at all the leaves on a tree, we see the whole tree, right? Mm -hmm. They see that beautiful little crystal of white or that like clear crystal of like rain that's left on that one little leaf. That's, they're so in tune. Very focused. Very focused on what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. But then what their brain is doing basically is taking a picture of that tree and it's saying, okay, this is a tree. You're looking at this, but remember, you still have to remember it's a tree. So they have to remember almost double or seed. So hard to explain. No, 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 no. I totally um, get, I, I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot more intense. So birthday parties, parks, zoos, walking in a store. Yeah. Things that we things that we take, take for, for granted, granted that exactly. are easy yes. to them are so in, intense and heightened. Yeah. And that's why you see headphones on kids a lot more. That's why sometimes they wear sunglasses a lot more. Yes. You see them, some people wear, wear gloves because their senses are so high that touching certain things are so hard for them that it kind of throws their body in whack. You know, when I get nervous, mm -hmm. I tend to shake my legs yeah. or I pick I pick the skin around my nails mm -hmm. constantly. Yes. Okay. Or if I'm really into something, that autistic person may need to rock. Right. But for some reason to us, because you can't see me picking my nails under the table, right. you would be judging me in a sense or maybe weirded out if I was sitting here doing this, right? Right. right. Exactly. Okay. So there's there's the difference. We have to teach ourselves. It's okay for them to rock right. or to lay on the ground, feel the pebbles, maybe rub it, take a moment to get that relaxation, then get up and finish what the task is right now let's take that Sorry, let's take that no no that is that is exactly <laughs> it because there needs to be an understanding of why you do what you do mm -hmm. and that's where the next part comes up yes this apparently sets off a light bulb in your head when this mm -hmm. when this change comes the, when this wrench is thrown into the works of your life yes and you think okay this could this is an opportunity to get people to understand yeah and then you get to return to your passion of dance yes, absolutely tell good us good job well so yeah uh so we figured that out and as i watched him i found out that he liked music yes and he loves rhythm movement mm -hmm. and he listens to it and he will sing and he will he'll go ah, <laughs> like to different like he has yeah. no tone neither yes. do i but he's very he'll make try to make the same sounds or the same at least length of the tune right you know what i mean and it's very very um amazing to watch and so I thought, oh my gosh, like there's gotta be something for, for special needs kids, right? For this? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing like what we're gonna what we're doing. So I decided let's open the dance studio up. That's at least somewhere safe I can put my children. Sure. I can work still. They can be there. 
I'll make sure that I hire teachers that have children that they feel comfortable there. And I've always said my slogan has always been, even with my first dance studio called Lacey Performing Arts Center, it was where it's about more than just dance. And that's what it is. It's not about just teaching these kids dance. It's teaching them lifelong lessons, how to be a good person, how to be good in school and take care of people in school. We talk about, you know, we do a freestyle circle and we explain to them, this is your free spot, but it should be like that at school too. If you see somebody that's different or you see somebody that's having a hard time, don't walk away from them or shun them or make fun of them. Go and address them and understand them. Understand why are you having a hard time? What can I do to help you? Give them a hug. It's also you know? gotta be, there's also gotta be some in there for your parents on, on learning how to cope. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we do that and we talk a lot. Um, so so we have sensory movement right now okay. in the dance studio. Um, Ms. Farrah and Ms. Carrie from Starlight have come and they've donated a lot of their time in the beginning mm -hmm. and they are phenomenal. We have about 50, over 50 uh, kids and adults that come to us right now on a weekly basis. And um, every county around Tuscarawas County is on board once this uh, facility that we're gonna be opening here this August mm -hmm. um, will be sending their, their kids to us. Um, but we're gonna be opening, so the dance studio will move, we'll still have sensory classes for them there, but then this new facility will be the Lazy Pack Adaptive Movement Center. Yeah. And the Adaptive Movement Center is an extracurricular facility for children and adults with special needs. So, and again, and this is, this is something else that I, I really find remarkable, um, is that this isn't just kids. Mm. And I mean, we kind of, it's one of those situations that I think we have a tendency to focus on autism in children. Yeah. It's not like it just goes away. No. So you, you are then dealing with, and, and, and this might sound totally corny, but you know, my first experience with even knowing anything about autism was the, uh, the, the Dustin Hoffman film, uh, Rain Man. Yeah. Which, you know, that's the first time, and that was, my gosh, what, 89, 90, something yep. like that. That was the first time I heard of it. And that specifically is about an adult. Yeah. And it seems like today we, we, we are hearing a lot more about children, and rightly so, I mean, because learning how to, how to, you know, understand what's going on with them. But again, you know, once you get to adulthood, you know, some, some of then these what? kids, yeah, then what? Then what? You know what? You what? have to have a purpose, right? Exactly. And you're not. And we talk a lot about autism. And I'm gonna tell you too. So then you've got Down syndrome. You've got right. cerebral palsy. You've got um, ADHD. You've got ADD. You've got oh my gosh, anxiety tick disorder. You've got there's so many things that we just kind of push to the side. And all of these these different children and adults, even you know, not just autistic ones have special things that they can do right. in this community right. and for different businesses in this area. Mm -hmm. There are so many Down syndrome children and adults that I know that are so brilliant and have such great ideas, but they're not given that push or that guidance or that help to get them to where they need to go next. So, I, can, I, I think of some of the, so the kids, because I had, um, I worked with uh, several uh, inclusion situations in my classroom you know i taught junior high school yes and it it never ceased to amaze me where where something that would be you know behaviors and that kind of thing that would be considered quote-unquote normal mm -hmm. for kids the kids that had you know that had special needs might have been behind in quote-unquote normal behaviors but some of their some of their other traits like compassion like, uh, is, like, like, the the ability to remember certain things is so far it's accelerated. Remarkable. It's remarkable. It's 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 unbelievable. They see the nothing kind of bad in this world. 
Yeah. They see the it's, beauty in this. My son, who cannot speak, I net. He is so happy. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> what, so what's happy. Wrong <laughs> what's wrong with this kid? I'm the one the mess. I'm the I'm the problem. You're the problem. They they got it together. We we had several kids that were we. I worked with several Down syndrome children over the year, and you know it was always that. Uh, you know the, the extra chromosome, and I yeah. always said, I always said, you know, with the, the kids that I had, it's like that extra chromosome is, is nothing but love and affection for every single and person I'm missing on the face. Of <laughs> Why do I not have this? I want it. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, it's the truth, and that's what people need. We just have to change our way of thinking, yes. and it's hard. Yes, you know, it's really hard, but I think slowly and surely it it'll come. Um, but the Adaptive Movement Center is going to be their own recreational area. Right. Their place that they come. They don't have to say sorry. Yeah. They don't have to, you know, not be them. Right. We adapt to them. We just run it for them so that they're safe. And we also have a board um, full of special needs adults. And that board will decide what activities we do, what equipment they want more of, what are we not doing for the younger, you know, generation and what they wish they would have had. And, and who would know better? <laughs> exactly. There you go. That is fantastic. Yep. So... It's it's a exciting journey. Let me ask you, and, and this is kind of uh, our, um, our our question here, our wrap up question is this: How do you live Tusk? Having having been here, and gone and come back, I think I lived Tusk. I lived it my whole life. Yeah. I tried to live it in Los Angeles. Tried to live it in New York City. I tried to live it in Chicago. I tried to live it in a lot of places. I think once you live in Tuscarawas County and it's a part of you, and you're a true Tuscross County person, it doesn't leave you. Yeah. And I think it is a special, a special maybe pride um, that there are such amazing people where I live mm -hmm. and I can do such amazing things in a small area and be safe yeah. and change lives that maybe it's not changing the world, but one kid or one adult at a time will help move it along yeah. and if I can do that in a small area where I can raise my children safely and in good school systems with good mayors and good leaders then I think I'm one in a good life yeah. and to awesome. me that's how I live it I guess um give me a plug so how where how can we reach you how can people who are interested you know reach out to you connect yeah what do we do so we're downtown new philly mm -hmm. um right by brew house and china walk uh -huh. lacy pack you'll see it right there you can go to facebook look up lacy pack lacy performing arts center we also have the adaptive movement page set up so lacy pack adaptive movement center you can go online to our website at amc or amcenter sorry dot org um you can email us at lacy pack at yahoo.com mm -hmm. Or you can just show up at one of the studios <laughs> and say hi, because <laughs> we're always welcome, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, that's look us up online or check us out downtown. Um, we have lots of adult classes, kids classes. We start them at six months old. We take them. I think our oldest student is 80, 82, 81. No way. Yeah, our oldest special needs student. Oh, I think Bonnie. I, I don't want to mess this up. I think she's sixty-seven. Wow. Yeah, that's and awesome. she's great. Yeah. She's yeah. a hoot. She's a hoot. But yeah, <laughs> so about 80, I think, was our oldest one so far. Man. But yeah, we have a lot of fun, and and that's what it's about, you know? Now i got to ask you something, because I seem to remember this, and, and oh, I have no. a knack for remembering unusual things. Is is Cash a fan of Tom and Jerry? 
Jet is a Jet. huge fan Jet is a of fan Tom of and Jerry. Huge. I knew, yes. one of your, I knew one of the boys was, but I couldn't remember which. Yep. So, okay. Jet awesome. is. And Cash will watch it, but then he normally tries to turn it off. <laughs> he doesn't like his brother's shows <laughs> at all. But yeah. Jet is, he, he can probably tell you what every episode he can tell you the name of it just by seeing the little picture yeah that comes up and awesome. he loves it okay. yeah and me, looney tunes me too yep me too yeah so. it's because the old stuff was the best <laughs> kidding me what junk's on now but no thank you for having me absolutely here. thanks for coming out today and this is this has been lacy with lacy pack pac yep. okay and she has told us all today about how she lives to us folks we hope you enjoyed the uh podcast and we hope to see you again soon thank you.